0: Everybody, let's dance. It is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy Ryan, and this is your Tuesday episode. We are hitting this just as hard as we've always hit this. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We've got uh, one of the newest cast members of season seven of Summer House, Sam Fair, is joining us. Uh, Samantha, if you will, and she drops a bombshell within the first three minutes of this episode. And um, I'm not—you know what? I don't want to spoil it, but I will say— uh, you see on Monday night's episode of Summer House, you see now it's making way more sense to me because I talked to Sam this morning. I'm in Arizona right now and I tell you I'm in my my dad's tiny little office and I had to blur the background to talk to Sam because there's a bunch of like stuffed animals and stuff because my niece and nephew play in here. And even now that I'm thinking about that, my niece and nephew are like 13 and 12. They don't need stuffed animals. Ever. Anyways, that's not your problem, but she uh, it was it was a great interview. Um, remember, there are timestamps if you want to skip right to Sam's uh, interview, I totally get it. Uh, but this first part I'm going to do is a VPR update, Vanderpump Rules. Now I was uh, I was thinking we are going to be kind of having a mellow VPR week, but they do not plan on letting us out of their clutches at all because we got the reunion looks they dropped. So I made a YouTube video, Medica put all these amazing graphics, but uh, I'm going to use this on the podcast as well because it's just too darn good and we cover everything. We we cover the extended episodes. It's going to be on Peacock. We tell you how many episodes this season is going to be because there's been so much information out there. We talk about uh, Tom Sandoval driving Rachel, uh, Raquel, whatever, this week we're calling her, to the airport. We talk about Ariana taking custody of their dog. There is just so much VPR thing. So we we made it have a little section this uh today we we're having a little section, and then after that i'm going to say a few words about summerhouse, but even though remember I do full recaps of summerhouse over on the patreon patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good what up baddies that's what we call ourselves because we're cool um But uh, I was so excited to talk to Sam today. I had so many questions. The first one being, how many steps are on your Fitbit right now? Because if you listen to my first recap, which I put on the main feed, I was very frustrated with Sam because she said she got like ten thousand steps by eleven a.m., and I was just like, "That's you're you're making me feel so bad about myself." (laughs) Um, But anyways, let's get right into it. I hope you guys are having it was a gentle reentry to the week. Man, this Monday was crazy. I'll tell you about it some other time. But it was crazy. And I'm so excited to be here talking with you guys again. Um, and, And on Wednesday's episode, I've got a great I've got I've got a person I did the interview with last week that it was one of my favorite reality TV stars. Of yesteryear, even though she's still super young. Uh, So I can't wait for you. We just got a week full of great shows, and I can't wait for you to hear them all. If you like this podcast, always remember to consider giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And here's this is the thing. I wanted to mention too, It's just um we I was talking about this with Kelly Laguna Biat She was on Monday's Pop Culture Roundup, she's amazing. Um and we were talking about, you know, there's there just feels a lot of anger out there lately. And I would suggest let's throw our anger in productive ways. Like let's throw our anger towards uh reality stars like 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 Tom Sandoval but let's not be angry with each other. I, I've gotten so many intense comments and things like you can just tell it's like palpable. I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have felt that out there as well, but it's just wild. It's like, remember, these are the, the we can take our aggression potentially out on reality stars and pop culture, but let's try not to do it with each other. It's a, it's a really, but I'm very hypersensitive to it lately because I've gotten some wacky comments lately. Um, and it, it's so weird because 99.5% of everything I deal with is like, usually a Amazing. So try to be nice out there. I'll try to, but uh, I'm going to try to be nice to people, but to reality stars, I'm going to be honest. I am want to be honest. So without further ado, let's get into the VPR topics of the week. Then I'm going to come back, say a few words about tonight's uh, Monday night's episode of Summer House, and then we'll get right into Sam and then we'll get, get you on out of here and, and go about your day. Okay. You guys, welcome. To so bad it's good. This is a Vanderpump edition because we have like seven Vanderpump stories all in a row and I figured why not just put it in the show on YouTube. Meditza makes these amazing graphics and this is usually a lot of fun to do and it's, it's kind of like free therapy for me. But I just I'm just going to put it all in just one section right here. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you slam that like, subscribe button, let us know in the comments all of that crazy things that YouTubers say. Uh but today was a huge day for Vanderpump Rules. I was kind of hoping that we might have gotten a chill week in terms of Vanderpump, and they hit us Monday morning with reunion looks. Season 10, the reunion looks, and we finally got our look at what everybody was describing as Ariana's revenge dress. Andy Cohen had went on record uh, during the reunion taping that this is the look that potentially was going to have him cross over from gay to heterosexuality. And after seeing her look, I think this is, I think Andy potentially is going to be straight after this because this is just a really beautiful, hot I I hate to say sexy because it makes me sound creepy, but she looks really amazing. We're going to go through the reunion looks. Medita, if you could put that first one on on screens. And by the way, I just want to let you guys know, I have no basis in fashion at all. I shop at Old Navy. So I'm going to try to describe this as best I can. Uh, So this is like, I always thought revenge dress was like, like black dresses, kind of like uh, Princess Diana. She had that amazing revenge dress. That's the prime example I've always seen. But Ariana flips it on its head. This is red, you guys. And listen for the, 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 there's like, there's a couple like band-aid strips. One covers her boobs. Uh, her breast this is, and then one is like right at the belly, you can hear, you can see a hint of belly So if I was wearing this, it'd be weird for so many reasons, but you'd, see, you'd be seeing a lot more belly And then she has these two full-length sleeves, and then it's a, a beautiful long-flowing dress in the bottom It looks like she's wearing like nine rings, kind of like Lenny Kravitz or Johnny Depp does, but it looks way better on her Beautiful blonde hair, and remember, Jared Lipscomb was on the podcast last week and told us that she got Chrissy Teigen's glam artist to do Ariana Maddox's glam, so the whole look is popping. Now, here's some of the discourse that we're seeing online about this today: is that amazing? I mean, across the board, amazing. The the only. The only concern people seem to have And they're all personalizing it They're like well I just couldn't sit like that If I sat down like that It would just be muffin mania I mean like I, I couldn't pull this off So a lot of women seemed Especially worried how she was going to sit And focus on destroying Tom Sandoval with her words If she was also having to keep this whole Look together but Ariana I think is Multi-talented and can pull this off And I don't think she would have done this If she wasn't comfortable in this but this is also the thing and i I guess this is a question more for women but you men feel free to chime in here too is the revenge dress is weird or just the title of the revenge dress because the revenge dress implies you are getting revenge on the people that did you wrong now the revenge is you look amazing and they look like a bunch of trash bags but the other thing is like revenge like i i'm from everything I'm hearing, Ariana does not want to see Tom Sandoval, hear from Tom Sandoval, and either, uh, same with Raquel, Rachel, and all that. She has fully moved on. When you do something this hideous, it kind of helps break something. Um, you know where, like, sometimes you'll date somebody, and it kind of will continue. You might break up, get back together, break up, get back together, because, you know, y- y- you know nothing insane like this has happened. But when you do something this insane, I feel like it kind of breaks uh it breaks your brain and you're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm forcibly not going to be around you for potentially the rest of my life. She told you guys, she told the cast members. uh, I talked about this on Monday that you cannot um, see me. If you hang out with Tom Sandoval or Raquel, and that wasn't a threat. She goes, by all means, do it. Just know that for my own peace of mind and health, I can't do it. So this dress looks amazing. It really, really does look beautiful. And this is exactly what we wanted. I'm shocked that they released it this early, but they're really trying to keep this momentum going, which is uh, totally understandable, but I'm shocked. We usually we usually don't see it this early. Let's let now. I, I forgot. There's a whole other cast in Vanderpump Rules. I was like, it's the Ariana show, and you're forgetting that there's like a huge cast. But they all had looks as well. Now Lala here spending some of her send it to Daryl merch money has what this looks like a latex kind of rubber dress like a cheetah it's like very georgia the jungle uh georgia the jungle was a woman uh and it's like long flowing you see one leg just popped out there and it looks like a triangle has been cut out of some of the material so you see just uh as the daily mail would say about kim kardashian a hint of ab a hint uh she looks gorgeous the makeup's all done right very cheetah like uh a little bit of a mob boss thrown in there potentially and then sheena she looks very tan in this i don't know if i'm wrong very tan uh i don't know this is it it is interesting to see the evolution of sheena and someday we should do a sheena evolution in terms of reunion looks but she just looks like a beautiful woman dare i say the only thing that my eyes are are seeing? uh it's like the dress what is what do you call a dress when it doesn't uh it hits right below the boobies (laughs) Or no no right above the booby there's no straps it's a strap that's it strapless guys I don't know what I'm talking there's it's strapless you it seems like you can see like some tan lines from a bikini potentially like they didn't properly tan a certain area that's the only that's the only thing I noticed but just overall beautiful now we get to these other uh these other guys DJ James Kennedy guys night. oh you're a fat fuck fat fuck. Uh, you know, DJ James Kennedy is going to say at least a thousand really bad things at the reunion that will potentially get him canceled, but we will still like him more than we will Sandoval this season. Very basic. Actually. I feel that I'm weirdly disappointed in this. It's just like a chocolate brown tux jacket, black t-shirt. Uh, he's got some nice black loafers with like a gold kind of, uh, little gold jewelry on top of it, but nothing special here. I think that's all going to come from his words. Uh, but yeah, then Lisa, Lisa, poor Lisa. Lisa's like, hey, remember me? This is my show. Uh-huh, uh, remember me? I own Sir Restaurants. Um, now she is wearing something that is similar to Giselle's outfit from Real Housewives of Potomac, that reunion, but Giselle was in blue. But it is uh, it has all of these... Um, Diamond, Like fake diamond kind of accoutrement Like at the elbow, underneath the elbow, in the wrist And then she's matching those with silver or diamond kind of earrings That like hang down um, This doesn't do, it makes, it's kind of a cross between X-Men and Zara uh, Not a lot happening for me there And in fact, I'm just like, I... It, I'm like, Lisa looks great, but I just hope Lisa, it just makes me also think like, Lisa, this isn't your show. Remember to, to let everybody do the talking and Andy, you know, and then we have Allie now Allie, her first reunion a lot of ali's getting a little bit of a flack this this week because they found out she did a 2017 reality show called the valley for the cw i i I don't think that this was i think it's a mere coincidence you're gonna throw a rock in los angeles you're gonna hit somebody that's done a past reality series at this point um but she looks great she looks great i just want to imagine dj james kennedy is like you look good (laughs) sorry you look gorgeous. You're very beautiful. I love you. You're the love of my life. Can I pet your hair and clavicle? Um, She looks cute. A lot of people are saying, why wasn't Charlie Burnett there? And why was Allie there? I don't care. I mean, I wish Charlie was there so bad, but Allie looks great. I'm sure Allie will be there to calm DJ James Kennedy down because it seems like he was about to like literally bust a forehead vein open when he first found out about this. I am curious. I hope Andy asked the question of Allie. Why is DJ James Kennedy so pressed after all this time? He seems like he still potentially has a pining for Raquel in some sense, uh, or he's just livid that somebody got something over him in some way. I'm very curious to hear the conversation there. Now, then we go to, uh uh-oh, Mr. J.G. Wentworth himself, Mr. I'm-gonna-sell-you-term-life-insurance-on-Fox-News, Tom Sandoval. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) Have you have you or anyone you know taken a spill lately? Our loved ones aren't here forever. And that's why you need fidelity insurance. <laughs> he looks just he looks like he's about to host like uh unsolved mysteries, you know. Like there's something so it's like you know, David Bowie meets Yellowstone. He has a Gucci belt on, you guys. Black pants, black shoes. Black, and it's just the mustache looks creepy. He's got the white nails kicking. And I have to tell you, a month ago, I would have probably thought this was the coolest look ever. And that's why it goes to show you what we feel about people plays a huge part in how we view them um, entirely. Like, I, I think he looks like a cartoon villain now. I was like, why not go for a handlebar mustache? Why are we just going with the simple mustache? And he's still trying to give the camera like a blue steel. Like, what? Well, I don't even know. Like, he's just like, no, get just one more. I just want to get my is the look is the look getting? I'm looking right into the lens. Um, by the way, do you remember when Jessica Simpson's dad took a photo shoot with him during an episode of Vanderpump Rules? I'll always remember that, but yeah, Tom looks just like a villain here just like a villain. Now, Raquel, Raquel's interesting because she didn't get an actual set photo. Like all of these other photos I'm describing to you are planned, uh, you know, purposely for this kind of use. Raquel, we only get to see her sit uh, seated in the chair at the reunion. Uh, it looks like her mind is completely blank. <laughs> I have no clue where I am, uh, Tom. Tom. Um, she's wearing this kind of like turquoise green. I mean, it's a blue, uh, you know, pretty off the shoulder thing. She looks good. She really, I will say this for Raquel Rachel is that she really knows how to clean up because I'm not trying to be some of those paparazzi things where she looks like ET, you know, and, and just really Very emo and a very, she looks completely different. So I'm going to be nice and say she looks good. A lot of, I was reading some articles where people were comparing this dress to a dress Ariana wore, I believe last year at the reunion. And then I think Lala said that she uh, stole a look from her as well. Who knows? But I wonder why Raquel didn't get the official cast photo at the reunion. One of my theories is there was so much uh, keeping Sheena and Raquel away because of the restraining order or the TRO, the temporary restraining order, that it might have made this difficult. Like they might have taken these photos when it was Sheena's turn and Raquel was already off site. That's just a quick guess. And then you have Schwartz. Schwartz is like, oh, man. Oh, I remember to wear underwear today. Yeah oh, I got deodorant on just one of my pits. Oh man, that's crazy. Anyways, please don't ask me about my living girlfriend. Thanks Andy. Uh, you, the shirt is very, I believe you can see like literal stains on the shirt. It's one of those things where I would have done the same thing or I would have just been like, oh fuck reunion day and just been grabbing through the hamper. Um, it really there's nothing you know there's nothing here he's wearing white uh white tennis shoes i think i believe those are white vans um gray shirt blue uh he has got the glasses and also i'm just like he's the only one that's like super smiley like what are you smiling about man like what is it what is like what part of this are you enjoying um then uh is that it for the the cast Who else do we have? Do we have anybody else? Okay, so that's it for the cast. I hope, uh, let me know what you guys thought. I thought everybody looked great. I guess the only uh, people that we don't have, we haven't, we don't got eyes on Peter. Did Peter not make it to the reunion? Like, I would love to know how he styled his little pony, um, his ponytail, but who knows? So we also got confirmation moving on. Uh, Andy Cohen on his radio Andy radio show confirmed this. And so bad it's good, talked about this. Uh, the day or the day after that Friday of the reunion, I had gotten told that Andy Cohen, and now he did confirm that he did a one-on-one with Ariana Sandoval and Raquel Rachel. Now, um, there was a rumor, a Demois rumor, the day of saying that Andy was doing a sit down with Ariana and Sandoval together. Now I was tipped off early in the day that that was not true. They were done separately, but also now we know that he spoke with Raquel as well. And I just wonder how each one of these are going to go because Andy's going to play the sympathetic, you know, like Ariana, you know, my heart goes out to you. He's going to do this with Tom of like, Tom, what are you thinking? I've known you for over 10 years now. What are you thinking? You had such a problem with Jack's, And now here you are, you are Jax. And with Raquel, he's just going to be like, yeah, uh, we have chips over there. If you're hungry, like just feel free to snack. Like, I mean, like, I don't even know what he's going to ask that. So we will get one-on-one with all three of those cast members, which will be included in the reunion. Um, Now, next story that we're doing, and this, uh, uh, this is great. I mean, this is, Not great. It's like where you see like, oh damn, they're like really together together because Tom Sandoval escorts Raquel Rachel to the airport amidst all this drama, all this hoopla. I love that Sandoval's already trying to go for like, Boyfriend of the year. After he fully cheated on a nine-year relationship, he's like, "Yeah, man, I'll take you to the airport. Whatever you need, like, literally, part of being in the relationship is trying to get out of taking your loved ones to the airport." And this guy, they're so brand new. He's like, "Yeah, anywhere you want to go to LAX, I'm happy to drive you. I'm happy." We see him carrying her huge, gigantic luggage piece. I will say it's weird the way they're dressed in the photo that I'm looking at. You guys, Tom's in one of his. it's, It's sweater weather, I guess, in Los Angeles but Raquel she's dressed like me when i was in like shopping at like banana republic and i would get like a nice button up and a white t-shirt and then black jeans her jeans look like it's like way above her belly button though this the look is fascinating and i just wonder you see tom sandoval behind her uh you know helping her with some of her luggage and i just wonder what he's thinking of like this i threw it all all the all the way for this like i wonder if he's like super psyched but i will say i mean it's always a good sign if somebody will take you to the airport i do have word though she continues to go over to uh sandoval and ariana's shared house which is pretty gross even though she has her own place so it is very good that raquel rachel rocky Is going out of town Sandoval will be staying here He was also pictured coming back from the airport And just so you know The people that keep saying these are like fake And staged and stuff uh, Outside of Ariana and Tom's house There is somebody camped out now They're 24 hours a day They take pictures of everything They take pictures of just strangers walking in They just want to get it all So we got the photos of him coming back With his like little gray headphones on And I was just wondering What do you listen to when you're Tom Sandoval, are you listening to like wham? Are you listening to like emo music? What, what is it? Panic at the disco? What, I mean, you're not listening to DJ James Kennedy. There's no way, but I wonder, I just, the state of mind, every uh, insider that I talk to says, says he still doesn't really own it. He doesn't get what he doesn't get it. He doesn't get why this is so shocking to people, but um, uh, I think he will get it pretty soon. Uh, and then the next story we have, this is great. Sheena, Medita um, and Sandra told me that shenanigans is what I call shenanigans. Sheena Shay's podcast is, is killing it lately. This is where I, I said this on Monday's show. This is where Sheena really kind of steps up and thrives because Sheena never, like Sheena's always Sheena. And this is where, when you give Sheena some good information and a good personal story where she can now tell mixed with a little bit of anger, that's where i think shenanigans just blows off the roofs because she had uh with lala and they talked about that raquel levis so i knew this a while back when i did shenanigans they that raquel was staying at sheena's apartment while they brock and and summer moon and sheena were in san diego and marina del rey um and she was out of the kindness of her heart letting her stay there um and uh, I thought that was really kind of her, but then it turns out, according to Sheena, this Raquel Rachel is humping all over the place, humping on the the counters, humping not just in the guest bedroom. She's doing the hump the hump in Sheena's bedroom, and she supposedly didn't change the sheets. Now listen, <laughs> what a, is it? Wait, and then I was like, wait, are you supposed to change the sheet? Like how how often do you need to change? Is that I'm with Raquel on this one. Uh, I I don't, you know, like who I, I don't, this is how I was like, well, where I didn't realize she had a guest room there where Raquel could have done the Humpty Hump. And uh, Sheena pointed this out or, or that the, the kitchen counter that she did her business on that's where summer moon feeds. That's where she eats. That's where she gets her sustenance. And you can't have a baby being around that kind of like, whatever those kind of the the oozing you just never know you never know you get a uh, you know just a stray whatever flies out you just never know you want summer moon playing with toys and things like that you don't want summer moon playing with any any sexy things you know what i'm saying i think it's an obvious thing but sheena is livid now and you do not mess with Sheena. sheena is nice to you You can't, if she's nice to you and you make a fool of her, you are her enemy for life. But I also like the thought of Shay, no, sorry, Shay, of Brock, not Shay, of Brock coming in. He's like, this smells like sex. Somebody's been fucking in here. Ah, it smells gross. It smells gross everywhere. Ah, I'm making some cereal and there's sticky stuff everywhere. You don't think Raquel's boning in here, do you? Uh, By the way, I know he's not Irish, but in my head, he's Irish. That's fine. So anyways, Raquel, bad form, um, bad, just bad form. Like if you're a guest somewhere where you're staying for like mainly free, don't bang on or like cover it up. It makes me think of like, like, you know, they were able to cover up this like eight, eight month affair, but she couldn't cover up that she was banging. And, and then the second thing is, and I don't think this is true at all. Then you're like, she would have never gotten Sandoval back there. Right. At that point, I think she had her studio apartment but like i think sandoval's even i do want to i do want to like get those tapes though because i bet it's like an apartment building that has tapes at the door you know or video at the door i would love to s- like just subpoena all of that information so uh um there is a rumor you guys always just brought up to me that that sandoval smells like bo i've heard this rumor a bunch of this isn't a news story it's just a little bit of tea i uh, he always wears those tank tops so there's you know there's a a high chance that somebody would smell when they're wearing a tank. Uh, I don't know. Just, I, I just always associate smell like that. But no, I've been around Tom a bunch of times. Granted, I did have COVID that really ruined my smell. <laughs> so uh, he might smell like a demon. I have no clue. He always smelled fine to me. And when I was at Coachella, we were all sweating. I was more worried about my stink than his. But I did watch a lot of TikToks recently that did say he's uh, he, he stinks. I don't know if he stinks, but his attitude stinks how he treats Ariana stinks. Now, this is an interesting story moving on. You saw recently Oliver uh, Saunders, who is Garcelle Bouvet's son, uh, who's popped up in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And he most recently popped up a couple episodes ago at the Vegas episode of uh, Vanderpump Rules, because he now is a waiter at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, one of them in Vegas. And he ended up like Lala was like, yeah, like little Lala was like, yeah, I want Oliver. She was all hopped up on Oliver. Like, that's my type. That's my type. Um, (laughs) <laughs> That's my type and then Raquel was the one That ended up kissing him and then the next episode Raquel was like you're just Mad that I got him He wanted me Um, So Oliver shared in an Interview a podcast interview about Raquel saying like hey you know, what's? You know, what do you think about Raquel in this situation? And he said, it rubs me the wrong way how many people I feel like are so quick to judge or say negative things about somebody without really genuinely knowing the person. Oliver, a lot of us do know this person. Are we allowed to be like quick to judge or say negative things? That's the other thing. And Oliver I always love men that potentially shouldn't be speaking, trying to get their 15 minutes right now. When I was thinking about this earlier, because Garcelle Bouvet is famous for her husband, Mike Nylon, her ex-husband, Mike Nylon was a huge, huge agent in Hollywood who she has the two sons with. And he did this huge, there was a huge cheating scandal where Garcelle found out and emailed his entire database saying what a cheater he was, kind of just blasting the whole thing out. But then move on to Oliver, and if you paid attention to his story at all, and you saw it on Beverly Hills, he was married, had children, he battled his drug addiction, and it seemed like he was in a really good place. But then it popped up that he was he's he was saying that he was single but he wasn't and he was cheating with multiple people multiple guests at vanderpump uh restaurant in vegas and i always just think it's funny of like yeah of course you're like hey don't be too quick to judge because you are potentially the same kind of person and i think it's just wild i just it's just so funny we all want attention so badly that and i think this kind of is the thesis of Vanderpump rules. We all want attention so badly that we don't stop to think that we're going to look horrible because we've made horrible decisions. We just want the attention. We don't care if it's good or bad anymore, but it's another person that I'm like, Oliver, you might want to take several seats um, I'm glad that you uh, you, you might want to reach out to Raquel yourself and, and wish her luck. Um, but I just think it's such a weird person to get that from, and especially with his history right now, which I'm very curious to see how that's handled on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this upcoming season. Um, okay, what else do we have? Now, this is Ariana Maddox plans on keeping the dog Maya, her dog Maya, uh, Maya Moon, she shared with Tom. Now, this is great. I don't, I mean, like, listen, I would not trust. Remember the episode where Charlotte, her other dog, was, like, really ill? And he was like, um, I don't know. I, want, I don't want to get the medicine. Uh, Maya, the other dog, can you get the medicine? And it was one of those things that Ariana went to Vegas and had to come home because her dog had another seizure and they had to put her down. And I was like, did Tom not go get the medicine? And now, like, with the cheat, I was like, he was too busy trying to cheat and do all of these things that he just didn't get the medicine. And uh, I'm glad this is an obvious choice. I will say this on a personal note though, is that my ex-wife has our dog. The majority of the time I was just able to be like 10 days with her, which was amazing. But I will say that is completely for the best. Like, my, my ex is like the best dog mom ever. I mean, I, I don't know if that's just a, I mean, women seem to be able to really take care of humans and animals way better than dudes can, or at least I can. Um, but, uh, I'll be curious if there's any shared custody because you remember this season with Katie and Schwartz, they have shared custody of their two dogs. And, um, it's a really tough thing if you're trying to share that custody. Me and my ex have it worked out now, but the primary caregiver is my ex and she just, she's so amazing at it. So I'm so glad at this, but I just, the other thing is, I want, I want to saddle Tom Sandoval with responsibility, obviously not a breathing human or animal life, but I want it. Like, I'm like, why does he get no responsibility? And Ari, I mean, Ariana loves her dog dearly, but like, I want Ariana to be able to go out and party her balls off if she wants to, and not have to rush home. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good tryfirstleaf.com slash good Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket. And I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So, indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. That's just me, though. Um, Okay, and then this is a a cute little... uh, We have Gwyneth Paltrow and Tom Schwartz together. Uh, Great Great photo made by Meditza Lopez and uh, Tom Schwartz trying to be a funny guy, having a funny time, shares a Gwyneth Paltrow trial meme that shaded his friendship with Tom Sandoval. It didn't super shade his friendship with Tom Sandoval, but it also pointed out that Gwyneth Paltrow, one of the lawyers working on that case, kind of looked like a cross between Clark Kent and a little bit like Schwartz, except that Schwartz- it kind of, you know, it's like immediately knew it wasn't him because he had like a full time job as a lawyer that you knew he like had to work really hard to get. Uh, so I knew it was not Schwartz, but, you know, he's being funny. I was looking, though, he posted a photo set with his mom over the weekend and, I, you know, he got tons of likes. Like, this, every time, you know, you think, like, these guys are really bad guys, it doesn't seem to matter to the overall thing. Like, Sandoval's going to be fine in the long run. Schwartz is already fine. Schwartz has dodged so many bullets. He usually fails upwards. And, because uh, he's just kind of, he's just pleasant, you know? Like, he might do horrible things, but he's a pleasant person. And most people aren't pleasant people, so I think he gets the benefit of that. And this is this is the benefit of, of maleness right here is, is Tom Schwartz. Um, okay. What else do we, was that it? Okay. I do want to say a couple more things though. Um, this was a story Demois posted, uh, somebody had asked her, I need, I heard, I read VPR starts filming season 11 soon. And I had told you on the podcast on Monday or Friday that, uh, I was hearing cameras are back up in May So I don't know if that's what they mean by soon. They're definitely going, that's already in the works, even though the official pickup hasn't been announced, but it's a no brainer. I think they're still working on everything. And it's good to let a little time, uh, I guess, pass, even though I was like wanting it on the heels, but you got to let people see where the cards fall and see who's willing to film with who. But anyways, in this post, Dumois says, The plan right now is for 15 episodes this season, which is one added episode from what they had planned, and then two episodes for the reunion. So that would be 17 total. The reunion will allegedly air on May 24th and May 31st. Now, I was talking about this over the the, the last week because I was so confused. Like I thought they were had an 18 episode order. Then I heard it was a 10 episode order. And now I'm hearing from this, that it was a 14 episode order with one added from the last couple of weeks. But then also I've heard rumors that there's going to be two added. And then with the reunion, I did hear that it was so intense with just Tom and Ariana that they didn't get to hit all of these other stories. So potentially that two episode reunion is what it's going to be. Um, which is is fine by me i'd rather get hit it with everything that you have for those two episodes but we also got another announcement today from Andy Cohen saying that Peacock, which is NBC Universal's streaming service, which I've been I've been shouting out for the longest time because I just think it's a great streaming service. You can watch every episode of Vanderpump Rules on there right now, everything Housewives, they have uh, Ultimate Girls Trip, Below Deck. I mean, they just really have all the good stuff over there. Well, Andy, and I this is just so smart is that they announced today that there is going to be bonus features to watch Vanderpump Rules The Reunion over on Peacock. They're going to give you material that you will not see on Bravo. And this is such a smart business move because they've been wanting to get this streaming service just stronger and stronger and stronger and this is how you're going to do it the only thing I want to know is how you're going to keep this excitement going for the next two months but I will say over the weekend if you listen to the show on Monday I was kind of like man I am on the tail end of this thing but then you see a beautiful reunion photo with Ariana and you get excited all over again so I wanted to do this little update with as much Vanderpump information packed into it as possible and I think we did it but let me know what you guys think. Folks, now is my favorite time of the show where I get to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week, so bad, it's good. It's sponsored by our friends over at Thrive Market. That's thrivemarket.com. Now that is a very important website that you are going to need to commit to memory because it has turned out to be a godsend in my life and now my parents' life because this is a go-to like one-stop shop for all of your grocery and household essentials. It is so convenient, you get everything quickly, you can get it shipped to your doorstep. It is a huge huge time saver. Now uh, I was looking at this and I was like, really? is this really, is this, is this going to be good for me? And then you go to ThriveMarket.com and it just immediately is the coolest thing. Cause you can kind of shop by aisle. You have your food, you have your meat and seafood, you have your beverages, you have your soups, meals, and side dishes. You have your condiments and sauces. You got your snacks, your baking, your grains, pasta, bread. You got your ghee, your oils, your vinegars. You got your candy and chocolate. You got your canned and packaged food and spices and seasoning. You, it, it literally continues on, folks. This really is a one stop shop, and it is kind of also a one stop shop in its commitment to a healthier lifestyle for you. Um, they, you know, they even have some of my favorite brands, like even in the frozen meals, Amy's, have you ever had Amy's frozen meals? I love them. They're, they're, they're vegan and they're just kind of really delicious, but you can order chicken from them. You can order cuts of, uh, I mean, just, I'm looking at it right now. You can order organic chicken tenders delivered directly to you. You can order pork. You can order uh grass fed ground beef patties. This truly has it all. I mean, it has your oat milk. It ha- I mean, like you can get chocolate. It kind of is everything cool in one place. Um, and as a Thrive Market member, I save money each and every single order. On average, I have saved over 30% each time. In the last order, I saved $23, $23. And it was delivered directly to me. These are kind of huge savings. And I got to tell you anything with a very easy to use website is a plus plus in my book because I'm just like hitting buttons and stuff, but this is so easy to navigate. Plus, like I said, you get the extra savings when you put your favorites on recurring deliveries with AutoShip. Plus you're in control. You get easily skip or pause auto ship deliveries, but you can also place one-time orders when you need them. And the website also does this really cool thing where it tells you everything that you've recently viewed. You can make lists on there, the whole thing. Now, on top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. It really does change daily. Um, where it can give you cash back on so many brands and and they have a price match guarantee. So not only does Thrive Market save me money, but they also save me time. And time is the greatest uh, currency that we truly have. I love the filters on their website. Like I was just talking about all of those different areas that you can hit. Um, They have over 70. So whether you're looking for gluten-free snacks or non-toxic cleaning essentials, you can literally curate your own shopping experience with a click button. It's not just Spotify playlists anymore, folks. It's thrivemarket.com playlist just for your food. Now, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give it. To another family in need. So, this is the call to action to you guys. Join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order. That's 30% off, plus a free $60 gift. So, go to thrivemarket.com. That's T H R I V E M A R K E T.com slash so bad for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. So do me a favor, you guys, just go check it out for yourself because I think it's going to easily sell itself. So just go to thrivemarket.com slash so bad. It's also going to be in the show notes with a direct hyperlink that you can click onto that and it'll take you right to there, okay? Um, Okay, back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the show. Uh, Okay, so Sam is our next guest from Summer House, and I'll do the intro um, here in a second. But I I just wanted to mention a couple of things about tonight's episode, and it kind of gives a little more context to the conversation I had with Sam from Summer House. I was really... um, It's interesting. It's been a very sad first seven episodes, but this episode that I watched tonight was starting... I never thought I would say, oh my God, thank God Craig Conover's here, but I did. I was like... Like okay, you know, it, it was this mixture of familiarity. We're starting to get used to the new characters. By the way, we see Sam really, really taking to Corey Kiefer, the uh, the guy from Winterhouse, Craig Conover's best friend. And uh, within the first couple of minutes of this uh, this podcast, you're going to hear a little bit more about that uh, that whole scene and relationship that I think you're going to find very interesting. I it blew me away. Um, but uh, another thing that I saw tonight that I really was impressed with Sam in particular was that she had this really great take on Lindsay and Carl's relationship. Now, we keep falling or not we, but a lot of the cast keep falling into this thing where they're all they're doing is judging this relationship. It seems to be one of their favorite pastimes. Even Craig came in and, you know, Paige was like, oh my God, look out, Danielle's sitting at the opposite end of the table. Can you believe it? And he's like, uh, how long has this been going on for? Like, it, it seems like something that titillates them. Now, there's something about Lindsay that doesn't, tra- like when you see her on camera, she's an extreme personality, but I genuinely really like her on camera. So I feel like I'm always missing out on something of why everybody is so fixated on her, um, and this relationship and, and, and not, it's almost a feeling like she doesn't deserve it or something. It's a very weird thing that I've never felt in the seven seasons of Summer House that we've seen that there's been a really great reason why you can be an extreme personality that doesn't make it. Like cool to root against you, no. But it's wild. Like everybody, and it's like I like Amanda, but Amanda will like you know be like, oh my god, look at this Danielle thing. Or Paige seems like a really prime instigator, especially with Danielle, which we really see. And we the, the mid season trailer came out today, and it really shows the dissolution of. That relationship, even more scenes than we saw in the initial trailer for the beginning of the season. And I talked to Sam about this too, because it just, it really breaks your heart to watch because you see how real of a friendship this is. It's not even just a reality show friendship. This is a real friendship and it is really Hitting a rough patch. So we talk about the potential of uh, reconciliation for these two. We talk about, uh, you know, Carl and and Lindsay's relationship. We talk about Kyle and Amanda. I get to find out a lot about Sam herself. Um, We really talk about everything. But she said in tonight's episode, she said something really uh, wise, just saying like, hey, yeah, maybe Lindsay doesn't drink as much anymore. You know, but of course she wouldn't. You know, she's in love with somebody that has a deadly disease. And if for some reason people think that she does need to get wasted, Uh, you know, and and that is, uh, that's somehow a loss that she doesn't drink as much. They would kind of have to reevaluate where they're coming from with those feelings and thoughts. And I thought it was kind of just a very interesting take and a very correct take because they'll always cut to Lindsay and Carl and they're just like cuddling and being goofs. Like, believe me, I don't want to keep seeing them say babe and rubbing each other's backs, but I can tell you for sure that they seem really in love, not to Not to say that that's a perfect relationship at all. I don't know if I know any... In fact, the last perfect relationship I thought there was was Ariana and Tom, and I was... Turns out I was really wrong. Um, so I just thought tonight's episode was a lot of fun, though. I thought Corey and Craig coming in really brought a nice energy. Um, I like that I talk about reality shows like uh, chefs talk about dishes. <laughs> You're like the tomato sauce brought a real nice acidity to it. <laughs> it's like you know I like I mean Gabby, Gabby and Sierra you had a nice little moment there. You uh, you had Sierra potentially liking Ke- uh, Corey as so there was potentially a Corey. Uh, Sierra, Sam, Little... Love triangle about to happen, potentially. Who knows what will happen next week? Um, But it starts off immediately where we uh, left off last week with Danielle and Lindsay um, having that conversation once again about Montauk on Girls' Night. I've never said Montauk this much in my life over the past two weeks that I have in these Summer House episodes. But regardless, if you're not watching Summer House, I think it is getting really good right now. And it's one of those shows that is always going to be in my rotation because you can never give up on a show. Really, honestly, if you love a show, if it ever hits, you don't ever give up on that show. I, I say ex- time and time again now, people were starting to give up on Vanderpump rules, and it came back with a vengeance. What reality shows have to do is that they have to like integrate new characters, new life, new scenarios, find out the right vibe, the right setting, and when you have all of that in place fireworks happen, explosions happen, and really, really good TV happens. So I think Summer House has a lot of life left in it. And I think part of that is because of Sam. She's got a lot of life in her. I also love Gabby, the newbie. Chris, I still don't know. I want to know more about Chris, but Sam is our guest today. And I think you are going to absolutely love her. A lot of dirt throughout uh, up until the end. A lot of good tea. I, as a grown man, I don't like saying that. But anyways, regardless. Here she is from Summer House, Sam Fair. Today, I am so excited to talk to this person. Now, there are there's a life going on outside of Vanderpump Rules right now. There is an amazing show that I dearly love called Summer House in its seventh season right now, and we have a cast of newbies that are integrating with the Old Timers Club. We've got like a little mini Kyle Cook with us today. <laughs> uh, not only is she a Manhattan-based entrepreneur, journalist, and content creator, she has her own agency now, which I've got to talk about. She comes from Cosmopolitan but she now is starring in summer house and she has the toughest job ever is to kind of integrate with all of these people and all of their faltering relationships as well as let us know who she is so hopefully i can fill in some blanks with this interview sam fair from Summerhouse, welcome to the show
1: hi ryan thank you so much for having me i'm very happy to be here and honored that you would call me a little kyle cook I
0: I thought you would be honored because you got you seem to have a kinship with Kyle that is very evident And you mentioned many times, you you want somebody that is dancing on a table with you. And Kyle seems like that brother that you guys are just, Kyle's like, yeah, I'm not going to bed. I'm going to dance with Sam. Like he needed you. He needed you in the summer house.
1: Yes. So I had known Amanda prior to joining the house. She was my friend going in. And the very first thing Amanda ever said to me was, oh my God, you're going to love my husband. Like you guys are going to be best friends. And I didn't really know what that meant until I met him. And then I got it right away. He is just, I really consider, like, I literally call them mom and dad all the time. I really consider them, you know, um, you know, they give me so much guidance and support and they take very good care of me. And, you know, I, I think I can relate a lot to Kyle and especially like neither of us is ever going to bed early. So
0: yeah, please just don't ever get a mullet at any point. Don't promise. Consi- yeah, that'd KT be great.
1: Promise. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, now I feel like you're going to inherit the summer house from Kyle and Amanda one day. I feel like that's what we're setting this up to do. I have a bone to pick with you right off the right out of the gate, though. In the first episode of this season, you really upset me because you said. What's your Fitbit at right now? What is your Fitbit at?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's the thousands of steps, isn't it? Yeah, you said by noon you have
0: 10,000 steps or something like that. And as a Fitbit user, I was enraged because then I was like, you are making me and everybody else on Fitbit look horribly bad.
1: Oh, my gosh. If there was a leaderboard, I would be crushing it all the time. I just think (sighs) I can't sit still. I need to expend all this energy I bring to the table. That's why I never shut up.
0: I just can you do but okay, see that's the other thing. You you keep mentioning you're, you know, like you've been told you're too much, you're this, you're that. But like that's where I think you th- like somebody like you thrives on reality television, is that we need that. What I mean, I hate to get right into this immediately, but one of the moments that I really have hated this season and I really like Maya, but was Maya pulling you to a closet to say, Hey, you're potentially talking too much. And it, you know, it was just this hot mic moment, which we saw. I I I mean we saw how that made you feel, but like, I don't think you're too much. I think, I mean, I'm like,
1: crank it up.
0: Like, I mean, how was that moment? It, It feels like something that you have now consistently been worried about in all of these episodes.
1: Yeah. You know what? I think a lot of people seeing that from the outside thought it felt like it was an attack, but really I considered that a big sister moment. Like there is really one room in that entire house that doesn't have cameras. And that's where she (laughs) wanted to have that conversation. So, you know, I do, I, I definitely don't overlook that as a sign of like, she was truly trying to Protect me and make sure that, you know, I kind of knew what the vibe was in the house so that I could kind of monitor it for myself and make the informed decision that if I'm not going to shut up, then at least I'm going to know what people are saying about it. Um, so, you know, I, I never really felt like attacked by that, but I will say like you know, she saw that in me. And it it's like the only thing you could bring to my attention that would make me cry. Like, I'm pretty tough. Like, I've heard a lot of, of, of stuff. Like, I've been an actor. I've been a dancer. I hear no a lot. You get a lot of criticism in your life. And that is kind of the one thing that that's my like button that if you yeah, push it's like your
0: Achilles head, heel, like yes, and then,
1: it really uh, is. And it's because it's a little true, right? Like, you know, it's the things that I can that I feel like, okay, that's an insecurity of mine without people saying it. When you bring it to my attention, like, oh, we noticed this too. It just kind of, it it kind of blows it up for you.
0: Well, on behalf of the audience, I say lean in, go further. <laughs> I want, I, I need more. I want to know more. Like I want your mom on the show now. Like everyone to wants my FaceTime. mom on the show. I mean, um, you would be
1: able to tell us apart.
0: um so we just got the mid-season trailer and if you guys haven't seen it yet it is truly insane it feels like potentially this first half of the season that has been a little i mean not even it's been sad in a lot of ways it feels like the party finally starts and and i hate to point out the obvious but it looks like you're making out with uh pearl necklace Corey from winter house was that cgi or did that really happen
1: no that really happened i gotta I, we're all owning that one that's that happened
0: all right <laughs> would you like to announce right now that you are dating Corey?
1: sure let's do oh it Oh my yeah. God. i mean <laughs> I, might as well since we're right here um yeah, yeah Corey's my boyfriend
0: wait for real
1: mm-hmm. i know right like wait i'm excited i'm glad you're excited too i like get a little like hot saying it still
0: wait Corey is really Corey from winter house is your he's boyfriend same
1: Corey who doesn't want to be exclusive and all this he's my boyfriend he must really be obsessed with me oh uh,
0: that's amazing okay good wow that's great okay good that's that actually gives me a lot of okay i'm already seeing season uh eight I'm seeing season <laughs> yeah. nine this is perfect okay well that was huge news right out of the gate um but what is it like to come onto a new show you're already nervous um, and then you really get you get placed in the middle of these long-standing relationships that you are just you're trying to build new relationships and you're watching a lot of these strong relationships falter how weird was that every weekend for you to be in
1: it's weird because you want to go in with an open mind and a you know, a clean slate with everybody, make new friends, and you really want to form your own opinion. But you're walking into an environment where there is so much history and so much that happened before you got there. So I think, you know, the way I navigated that was I can't comment on anything that happened before I got here. I didn't watch the show. I, I you know, I only knew Amanda going into this. Um, so I wasn't really privy to any of those relationships, you know, before I arrived. So, Coming in, what I can comment on is what I'm seeing in real life, how my friends are treating each other, how they're treating me, what the relationships look like in that moment. Um, So I think, you know, it's weird because it does make it hard to remain neutral when you're seeing all of these people talking about each other and talking to each other and talking about stuff that happened that sounds terrible, but you weren't there. So like, you know, you got to take everything with a grain of salt. Um, And I think, you know, keeping my distance from that stuff from the history of it all um first of all is only fair um and second of all allowed me to really kind of form my own friendships and opinions on people and and you know not go in with any kind of preconceived notions
0: well no i mean that can you speak to the casting process for this because as soon as i would get cast i would i would go watch every season of summer house and see what i'm dealing with did they tell you purposely not to and what was it what was that process of getting cast for summer house
1: Um, I can't really speak to the casting process, but what I can say is that I, um, like I said, I knew Amanda in advance and she felt like I would be a good fit in this group of people, which luckily turned out to be correct. Um, and you know, I will say I did watch a couple of episodes for research before I got there. I was like, what is this? Like I do share houses all the time in Aspen and Montauk, like you name it. I'm there with 10 people in a house, like sharing bunk beds basically. Um, so, you know, that environment is nothing new to me, but you know, when you're going into a place where everyone's known each other for a decade, yeah, you want to know a little bit about what the vibe is. And, you know, even further when you know that you're going to be on surveillance 24 seven, you know, what are they capturing? What are we going to see? You know, trying to put yourself in these people's shoes. Um, and I think, you know, I think I tapped out after like one or two episodes, I was like, all right, this is no different than, you know, all the bullshit that goes down in every house. It's just that this time America gets to weigh in. Um, so I would say, you know, what's more intimidating than actually going is watching it back and being part of the conversation on social and, you know, watching all these strangers weigh in on your
0: life that's what i was gonna ask too is that it's one thing to film this to go through the experience but then half of the experience now seems to be lived uh on social media uh third party apps and you get to hear really brutally what people think of you like you dislike you from episode to episode because it can be very fluid and how it changes um has that i mean i don't think anything can prepare you for that were you prepared for the discourse at all
1: You know, I have um, been pretty open about my life on Instagram since I was very young. It was basically when I started college in like 2015, 2016, um, I started to get followers. So it's, I've had people online say horrible things to me. Like people think they know you when you open up on social. Um, And so, you know, people talk to you like they know you. Um, and people make assumptions about you based on what they see. And so I had a little bit of a taste of it. What I didn't realize is that Bravo fans are absolutely rabid to learn more (laughs) about your life, to like, to like tell everyone else about your life, to share their opinions. And, um, the key for me has been staying localized with it. Like I, I stay up on Instagram. I post all my stuff. I engage with people in my comments. If there's any negativity that like feels really like unfair or hurtful, or people say negative things about my friends, I immediately delete and block. I just don't have a tolerance for that. But the key for me has really been staying off of Twitter and off of Reddit because that's where people really get unfiltered. They get down and dirty. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a garbage can. It's, it's a, a complete garbage, can. garbage
1: It's a dumpster can. fire. I was like, yeah. I don't need that to start my like week off. Right? Like, I know. Like I'll that's why I links. go on my ten thousand step walk. I'm like, expend that energy. I don't need. Re- I don't need Reddit.
0: Well, that's like a Reddit. Like I, I, I'll get, I'll get sent a link. Like i mentioned or the show's mentioned, and then I'll be like, I'm just going down a bad rabbit hole yes, if I open you this. Yes, get it- in. It might be good, but then you're going to hit that one comment that just kills you to your core. And Um, I actually
1: read something recently that even if you're reading something negative about yourself, you have a hit of serotonin when you see someone else talking about you. Yes. So you you the more you do it, the more you crave it and the more you get sucked into it. And. I am really not the kind of person who traditionally lets other people's opinions phase me like I can I get rattled I get shaken I get knocked down but I always stand back up and I I really try to be unapologetically myself. Um, It's something I admire about a lot of people on our cast and I'm trying to take notes. So, you know, I just don't need to be constantly reading every day, like all this negativity. Um, And I will say, you know, for the most part, Instagram is a really positive place and people come there to share love and to like, you know, to be kind for the most part. So I'll stick to that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's a really smart idea, especially in your first season. But it's weird that to watch that transfer take place now, especially in reality shows where to be hated is almost giving you that same boost as to be loved. And I was like, we used to just want to be liked. And now people are like, yeah, I'm the villain. I'm going to lean into it. Were you worried going into this how you would be perceived? I mean, like, just because you've always been a highly positive person. But I always think, what would be the one thing America would take away if I ever deemed to be on a reality show? What would they find out about me that I potentially don't know?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't have any skeletons in the closet. Part of me showing up to do this was like, there are so many me's walking around this planet, you know, and I'm growing up, just like everybody else. And the only difference is that I'm doing it in a little bit of a pressure cooker and I'm doing it in front of millions of people. Um, But I think everyone could use a little bit of that. That's the difference for me between reality TV people and like actors, for example, like we're relatable because we're normal. Like we're not something different or special. You know, we're doing something slightly different. And that slightly different is really just being completely vulnerable um and opening up our worlds to people so that they find something to relate to and and you know like we're messy and we make mistakes and you know i'm 25 i'm the youngest person in the house please get it's, oh you God. know it's the, but it's a growing experience i've learned more about myself watching this show than i have in years of therapy because really you you watch yourself eight months later Being like, huh, like, you know, I probably could have handled that better. Or, huh, like, you know what? I'm really proud of myself in that moment for like sticking to my guns. And it's very different to be able to, you know, have a permanent public record of you growing up. And I'll be grateful for it for my whole life because, because I'll always be able to look back and be like, that made me who I am now.
0: Can you give an example of what this uh, filming, like you know, one of the things that did change about you watching it back, or how you did grow?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, the too much thing. You know, I I sound like a broken record talking about it, but for me, part of that was an, an a lesson in just like. How other people perceive you. And like I was very upset after that. The next couple of weeks after that conversation, I felt myself being reserved and being quiet, sitting out of conversations where I would otherwise interject, um, and you know, withholding opinions. And watching those couple episodes after that, I was like, that was stupid. Like, just be yourself, girl. Yes. Like we like you. And then to, you know, one thing that I always credit Corey with is he allows me to be my biggest, brightest, loudest, most unapologetic, unapologetic self. And when that comes into the show, which you'll start seeing tonight and you'll see, um, you know, throughout the rest of the season, I'm like, I like myself so much better when I'm just me, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and so the comparison for me between the first half of the season and the second half of the season is so stark, the contrast, because you see me kind of, getting my footing and being a little intimidated, uncomfortable, trying to like shrink myself to make other people comfortable. And then in the second half, I'm like, fuck it. Good. And that is me like that. That's- I love and like watching myself make, you know, experience that growth is really special to me because, you know, it, it forced me to do some self-reflection and be like, are you going to be yourself even if it makes other people uncomfortable? Or are you going to let them tell you what to do and who to be? Um, and I mean, so you made the
0: right decision. You made the right decision by being yourself. So. Um, you also talk about in the beginning, you were talking about the idea of having a roster in terms of dating. Uh, you always got to have a few on the bench. You got to be rotating. And it was a very interesting way to to look at dating as sports, which it is. And, uh, you know, you come in, you were you were talk. Well, I mean, now you're a potentially a feeder system into dating Madonna. We had the boxer that it didn't work. You didn't like the boxer like that obviously was not I don't
1: like him. I don't love him.
0: Yeah, like you could tell that I mean, the sparks weren't flying. And then we had the gentleman uh, that had sent the car for you. And then you might have gotten ghosted in Montauk. But you know, but then what is it different about Corey? Is it that, you know, he makes you feel like more yourself? Is that what makes him special? Because you said you seemed like you had a not a deep roster, but you were very comfortable with dating uh, a lot of different men.
1: Yeah, I've always kind of felt like, you know, I always just have a gut feeling when I want to stop dating other people. So that part was kind of, you know, I just felt it happening organically and naturally. That's also important, like that it's not forced, you know, like it just felt yeah. so natural. Um, but something my parents have been together for decades. I mean, we are coming up on, I was born on their fourth anniversary and I'm 25. So, you know, like they are, they have, they're the love story that, uh, uh, that dreams are made of and something that my parents always, say to me is the right person makes you a better version of yourself. Like you, you don't have to change, but you are just the best you when you're around them. Um, I've had the privilege of watching Lindsay kind of discover that with Carl, you know, I think she makes her a better version of herself. And I, it has been a really long time since I felt like a guy did that for me. I always have felt myself shrinking or changing or accommodating. And from the jump, like I was 100% me around Corey because he's 100% him and he like loves that I'm so big and crazy and loud. Like one of the early things he said to me, like I made a joke about being too much and Gabby was like, oh yeah, like, that's stupid. And Corey goes too much, too much for who? And I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, that's it. That's what I'm looking for. And like, I never have to beg him to get up on the countertop with me. I never have to tell him let's go out today. No, you guys both me.
0: have way too much energy. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. I'm tired of you guys partying at night and then going getting up early to work out in the morning. Like, let's just chill. Let's just get hungover and do what I, I do know. and just pig out in front of the. Please, I mean,
1: just no, do it. That's once not for as, me. Corey and I will wake up at 7 a.m. after going to bed at 3 a.m. Drink oh, some pre workout and get it going. Like, you guys, we are you guys suck so bad. That's so not fair. I okay. know we're
0: evil. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Uh, I wanted to talk really quickly about the uh, the fair agency because you do come from this cosmopolitan. Like, what is the goal for you and what is your agency all about? Because I find it fascinating. You really truly have this full-time career. I always think it's funny. People think reality stars, well, they're just reality stars and that's all they do. And it's like, you have this full-time career that is going to be here probably long, long after reality show is potentially in for you. What is the fair agency all about?
1: So I started my career in journalism and I always loved writing. I loved communicating with people. My favorite part of the job was talking to people just like this. Um, And it didn't take me very long after leaving journalism to realize that Ultimately, my goal in all of the work that I do is connecting people to each other and building community and building relationships. And for me, a very natural way of doing that is through marketing um, and particularly social media marketing and creator marketing and community building. Um, I've always, you know, I've been, uh, I'm an OG social media user. Like I've Tried every platform. I've been on Instagram forever. When discount codes were invented, I had them, you know, <laughs> it, it's always been a fascinating, almost social experiment to me. Um, but it makes your giant world really small and it allows you to access things that were previously out of your reach. Um, and so for me, marketing is a way of allowing people to access the world. And so, you know, it was very natural. I I worked in fashion briefly, um, realized that industry wasn't really for me. Um, and I left with kind of no plan. So I started freelancing and I was like, all right, like I know I can like make money freelancing. I'm gonna take my time figuring out what I wanna do next. The problem being that then everyone finds out you're freelancing and everyone's like, oh, come work for me or I have someone who needs help. That's when you start to get like, okay, now I need help. Like there was a time when I was working like 13 hours a day because I had clients who were coming and banging down my door and I have trouble saying no. No. Um, so the agency was kind of born of just simply needing help, needing help with the volume of requests that were coming in. Um, and for me, one of the things that, you know, is hard is letting go of control, um, and kind of delegating and trusting that someone else is going to do it at least well enough to get it out the door in a way that I approve of it. And, you know, throughout the course of that project, the, the agency, I have found so much joy in working with my team and, you know, finding people who don't just do it well enough, but who do it exactly how I want it done. And like, you know, seeing some real talent and some real light. And, um, it has been the most rewarding experience really.
0: Well, I mean, speaking of marketing though, since you do have a a keen eye for it, how would you market this season of Summer House to a, a viewer or to get, because I keep screaming like, you guys got to watch the show. And I've been watching it since the the beginning, uh, you know, looking back and knowing what's to come. How are you? How would you market this to a casual viewer?
1: I'm glad you asked because I'm already doing it. <laughs> all you have to do is check out my Instagram. I market By everything. Way, she does all these
0: cool filters on the, you know, you brought, like, I think you're the one that brought the grainy uh, filter that you guys have been using it's on your It's not a photos. filter.
1: It's a client of mine who makes disposable cameras. Mark want.
0: See, I've been wanting to ask, like, what filter is this? I was like, it's she's not, not going to answer real D- deal. DM.
1: So this is, here's how I'm marketing the show is if you go to my Instagram Every single Monday before the episode airs, I am posting behind the scenes content from the whole weekend. So, you know, there's you see all this stuff on camera, right? But, you know, there are times when people are like, are they actually friends? Did they really do this? Like what song was playing when they're dancing like that? And if you watch my Instagram stories, you get to see all of that stuff. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. And you guys, I'll put
0: that uh, link in the show notes as well. So go give her a follow. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And like not, you know, to build an audience, but so that you guys can. see like our real genuine behind the scenes friendships and like the stupid like silly stuff we're doing in between takes or after hours like that is where the friendships are made to me like not in the big like grandiose moments that are televised but the real friendships are made like when you're in the bathroom getting ready together or you know when like you're having like an emotional moment and someone pulls you aside and is like get it together like we've got this those are when the friendships are made and those are the parts that are so special to me and I captured a lot of that on my phone because again, social media girl, marketing girl. And it's important for me to like kind of let the, fans and the viewers into that so that you know to remind them that we're real people with real friendships and real lives and you know it's a fun little teaser for people like everyone loves to kind of like scope yeah. out like what am I going to post that like might not make the episode Um so that has been a big part of it and you know again, it would just be so, great
0: if all the behind the scenes photos are just everybody in tears yeah just, we're just, all after, crying. Bites, after just
1: like no, no but it's like <laughs> the episode where Maya pulls me aside and like I cry like that week we had actually a <laughs> great weekend and like we have all these photos together. I'm like, I'm posting that. Like, like so people yeah. know. Um, and you know, to the true marketing like business side, like those cameras, you don't see it in the show, but I brought like a dozen of those cameras to the house as my like arrival gift because I knew there was someone in the house who was sober. I'm not going to bring wine. I wanted something that we could all participate in, but also something that would help us create memories. And um the company is called Capture with Click. They're a client of mine. And you know, part of the beauty of it is they make their own content. Like, I bring the cameras in, everyone was rabid to use them. We caught all these hilarious moments, and then everyone wants to post them and share them. So, it's great for us, it's great for the fans, it's great. Yeah, for no, fans. I genuinely
0: like the whole look of it. I was like, I gotta find out what that yeah. look is. Yeah. Um, as we start winding down here, I just want to bring it back to the cast of Summer House and where you potentially are with them. I know you were on TV, I think, with Lindsay Hubbard this morning. Yes. Um. You mentioned something, too, and I, I don't know if you had seen that meme of your mom and dad uh, being uh, Lindsay and Carl. like It was <laughs> like the future Lindsay and Carl. I kind of have this. It, it, everybody seems to have these opinions on Lindsay and Carl's relationship in the show. The, they're longtime friends. But I was like they I mean like yeah they're in this love bubble like you know Lindsay is trying to drink less Lindsay is what was your take on all of that and and you mentioned that like you know they make each other better people and you truly see that but it truly seems to bother everybody on the outside can you speak to that at all
1: yeah i think for some people it came from a place of concern from other people it came from a place of judgment but ultimately to me like making compromises for your partner is not a bad thing. In fact, I think it is like a standard way to build a solid foundation with your partner. Compromise is literally the ground on which so many relationships stand. And also, honestly, I think Lindsay feels like a better version of herself when she's not drinking like to blackout and like partying, you know, like I just think ultimately like to me, They're great. They're happy. They're fun. They bring out the best energy in each other. No relationship is 100% perfect. And no, like, they'll tell you, everyone will tell you, you've seen six seasons of this show. Now, like seven, you know, they have gone through their roller coasters, their ups and downs. But at the end of the day, the person who's still by your side after all of that, there's something to be said for that. So I think their relationship is strong. I think it's special. I think it's inspiring. And I am nothing but happy for them.
0: And I see a lot of Lindsay in you as well. Like it is interesting to see you with, you know, I feel like you're this interesting mix between Lindsay and Kyle which just really makes me so uh, bother and I love Kyle so much it makes me so upset to see his, you know, certain issues with Lindsay come out this season. Like all of that is really upsetting. What was it like? I mean, were you and Gabby uh at times and even Chris like going like what the hell is going on here? Yes. This I mean, is like what intensely rude.
1: Yes. I mean, again, it's just, it goes back to, they have so much history and anytime you've been friends with somebody for that long stuff happens. And, um, I think one of the things that's beautiful about the show is that we're a real group of friends. We have real problems, real drama, whatever, but the show forces you to confront them. You, nothing stays under the surface too long in that house. Um, and, and I think ultimately like the way we confront each other is not always the best half the time we're drunk it's at 2 a.m someone's holding Burger King like you know it's like not the best way always but it all gets out there and then we have the opportunity to resolve it and so yes there were times when Gabby and I are looking at each other like oh no like what have we done but you know we also have this you know beautiful opportunity to grow up to be forced to grow up in a way that like, we will be able to reflect on forever. I, I Kyle doesn't just, want
0: to grow up. Kyle, Kyle <laughs> yeah. does not want to grow up. He does well, not want Kyle's to Well,
1: Kyle's 40. So Kyle's like running yeah. out of options here. I think the mullet is, is coming At, to its And him day.
0: in the, in the kitchen eating cookie dough all the time by okay. himself. He just, and I, you mentioned that earlier about the behind the scenes. What is play? Cause he brought a whole DJ system. Like you
1: guys, like, does he have like a mega mix?
0: Does he have like a power
1: hour? What does he do? So uh, we, you know, a lot of times we play like, you know, Bravo beats cleared music that we're allowed to put on television. (laughs) Bravo beats. We, we get very familiar with those songs. You'd be shocked at how many not real songs. We know the words too. Um, (laughs) But you know, besides that, like when it's late night, the big cameras go down. We're just on surveillance. Like, yeah having like our late night parties. There's a lot of like machine gun Kelly. We go like old school bops. Like we go, we go modern. We've got a whole crazy mix. Everyone in the house has different tastes. If you ask Corey, it's Migos on repeat. Like (laughs) we, I will tell you the one thing that I really got out of the summer is my music. My taste in music has broadened significantly because Danielle's (laughs) an emo. Like Kyle is like a teenage girl (laughs) <laughs> uh he's like a rap rapper. Like if he had a job <laughs> in his life, it would be an ad libber. Like <laughs> what is Paige like? What is Paige into? Paige likes to say in bad Paige doesn't want to <laughs> she, does. she does. She loves the, love the horizontal.
0: She loves horizontal. She loves yeah, the no. best work I is don't done think there. Paige has
1: any playlists on her. Phone. <laughs> <laughs> Paige is chillin'.
0: Um, and then uh, two more questions. Uh, we saw in the mid-season trailer, and this has been leading up to this, is the potent- the dissolution in the friendship between Danielle and Lindsay, which it just makes my stomach hurt every time I see this because yeah. I genuinely like both of them. Like, yeah. and it really just kills me. Was it um, even more upsetting watching this in person? I mean, I guess you didn't have like the foundation of like knowing the previous seasons of like how insanely uh, close they were. But this one, I really don't want to see. What what was that like being uh boots on the ground for some of these conversations that we're going to see
1: it is like if you took your heart and like stuffed it into your own throat you literally like the feeling in the room when something like this is going down it like sucks the energy out of you like it it's so heartbreaking because it doesn't take long to figure out that they are truly sisters um and I just know that both of them felt so gutted by some of what was going on and, and it comes through like their reactions are so raw that again, it's something that like really is, is unique to what we do that like you can see in the height of the emotion, the height of the moment, exactly how someone was feeling and the way you feel about it, watching it is exactly what it felt like. there, only like a hundred times more intense because we, we wake up in the morning And, you know, we go to bed at night in that house all together. And it's really hard to escape the feeling of just like something so good can turn into a moment of dread so fast. Um, And there were definitely times when you don't even know what to do with your hands. You're just sitting there like like
0: <laughs> yes exactly uh, i was watching yeah. the trailer and i was like just hugging myself going like walking yeah. back and forth like a maniac because i mean but it, i, I want to believe that there is a way back and even though these two have kind of been uh very persistent in saying that like no it's you know this is going to take a while i mean do you see a way back here i mean please say yes i mean it's gotta absolutely. be absolutely
1: absolutely i mean these people have so much love for each other and that's what all of this is born from if it wasn't love, like if it wasn't best friendship, they wouldn't be fighting. They would just let it go all of this fighting, all of this like anger is really fear. I think they're scared of losing each other and it's coming out because we're in a pressure cooker. It's coming out so intensely, but they wouldn't have the back and forth if they didn't care, if they didn't want it to work out, they just wouldn't fight. They would just let it, let it be. So I think that alone is a sign that there's a path forward. And, you know, we're all going to be in a room together in a couple of weeks at the reunion. And we're really hoping that instead of getting worse, it gets better. Um,
0: I just hope Andy doesn't do a clip package where he's showing them each horrible thing that they've said about each other in like Watch What Happens Live and stuff like that. I'm really hoping. Um, And also Studio 54's party, that was a bomb. We saw that. Hopefully Gabby will get it. I love Gabby and I hope it gets better. And then finally, do you go on double dates then with Craig and Paige? Because Craig and Corey are BFFs. You yeah. Have, so you do we do spend,
1: yeah, we do spend time with them and, you know, we both are traveling, like all four of us are traveling to each other a lot. Um, we did, Corey and I did New Year's even Charleston this year and Paige and Craig were in the city too. So like we, we always try to connect when we're in the same places. Um, but for example, when Craig and Corey did their watch what happens live, I hadn't even been announced to summer house cast yet. I'm sitting in the audience watching. Um, and then afterwards we all go to Paige's apartment and like eat food and like hang out. So we, love spending time with them um it's really fun that like Corey and Craig had their history and that you know Paige and I got to form our own friendship before the boys were involved yeah um and Paige and I just have so much in common this is our second set of roommates we've dated
0: wait second set
1: wait what are the first set my ex-boyfriend lived with the guy she used to date So they were roommates Um, and Corey and Craig used to live together in college. Like we are living parallel lives. I read Craig's
0: book. Yeah. He talks all about Corey and the being on an amazing race. And anyways, Sam, Summerhouse, you are amazing. I was really looking forward to this one and I can't wait to get to know you more. Will you do another season? If we do get another season of Summerhouse, if you're invited back.
1: If they call me, I'm going. I'm out to the Okay,
0: mountains. That's perfect. You guys, Summer House, it is on every Monday night. I recap each one of these episodes for better or worse. Summer should not be sad. Summer should be fun. And hopefully in the second half of the season, we see that. And Sam, just keeping you because I think you are excellent for reality television. And I hope to, I get to talk to you again in the future.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me. I really appreciate it. It was awesome talking to you. Betches.